0: I you
1: and let me ask you one key question right now are you running the kind of business that you dreamt of when you first picked up a camera and were bitten by that creative bug if the answer is no then today's episode is for you my friend Welcome to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan and I want to share with you what three things I wish I knew in the first few years of my photography business. Because when I look back over my first years of running my two very different photography studios on my own, I really wasn't running the kind of business that I would have dreamed of either. Now, today what I want to do is I'm going to share with you three simple concepts that I wish that I had grasped much earlier in my career because let me tell you, if I had gotten a handle on these, I would I would have gotten to where I am today a whole lot quicker. But I know that we all have to go on a journey. But my hope is that today I might be able to speed up your journey a little bit. And let me tell you, these can be applied to any business, okay? So I believe that any kind of creative business, you can apply these to. Because I know as creatives, we do get caught up in working in our businesses, rather than working on them. It's really hard to step outside of your business. Don't worry, I get it. I know that. So I want to help you today because I know that even if you can apply just one of these principles, you are going to accelerate your journey to wherever that means to you. Okay, so it can be to success, it can be to freedom, it can be to happiness, it can be to awards, whatever it is that means to you. But I basically want to help you. Okay, that's what I'm here for. So I want to add some context here. If you haven't listened to the earlier podcasts, I did grow up in a photography business family. Okay, my mum and dad were both in the photography business. It was running our home. So I should have known this stuff. Okay, I grew up in a business. I should have known what I'm going to be sharing with you today. But I look back on my own parents' journey. They started their business in the late 80s out of the garage of our first house. And my dad just had a passion for photography and my mum was a gun at running the back end of systems and things like that. So they didn't necessarily know business okay they didn't know business and I don't think many of us creatives do know this when we first pick up our camera we don't understand business we spend all of our time trying to get our craft right okay we want to get the best cameras and we want to understand light and then when we understand light we want to challenge ourselves with different posing and and then you want to buy better gear and then you want to upgrade a studio and all of those sorts of things so a lot of your time in those early years is definitely dominated by perfecting and your craft and I get that and that's really 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 important. But there's also a business aspect to things that you need to understand and there's intrinsic stuff that you need to grasp so that you can get to a position of what whatever it means for relative success for you. So I'm not, well, I don't want to sound like I was bagging out my parents there. Um, that's not my intention at all. They did the best with what they had and they gave me an incredible start when I bought my business off them, of when I bought the family business off them, it was a really, really good business. It was, you know, doing great stuff. And so these are just a few things that I can retrospectively tell you that I wish I'd known. <laughs> so the first thing that I really want to shake into you today, and this is something that I talk to so much in my course that I teach photographers and my group, my breakthrough group, my tribe of people that I love. This is something, this is probably one of the biggest obstacles that I come up against with them time and time again. No one will value what you do if you do not value your own craft or your time. Okay, so basically what I'm saying is no one's going to value what you do if you don't value yourself. Okay, let's let that one land. And I want to ask you some questions. How many times have you twiddled with your prices over the last year? How many times have you tried to figure out what to charge for an 8x10 or a collection of digital images? All of these things that we spend so much time on, right? I cannot tell you how many times when I first got my hands on the business. So if you listen to the previous episode, I worked in my family business for five years. The business was consistently getting really, really healthy averages. I don't want to talk about numbers, but I'll talk about very healthy average spends on weddings. But as soon as I got my hands on that business, as soon as I bought it, exact same business, what did I do? I started discounting. I started adding freebies and extras and free time and pages in albums and all of that kind of thing. I questioned a pricing model that had worked for years, And then I changed it. I actually reduced the prices of my packages. Can you believe it? (laughs) I was constantly going over and over and over things in that business in the first year or two because I just didn't value myself. Okay. I thought suddenly when I bought the business, even though I'd been photographing in it for the five years previously, suddenly when it was all about me, I started doubting myself. And it took me years to get back to that pricing point where those averages consistently were when I bought the business. So I drastically undervalued myself at the time, but I actually undervalued the business too. And I brought everything down and then spent the next couple of years having to bring it back up. And then did the same thing, guys. When I started in the portrait space, so when I I opened my beautiful studio up in the Sunshine Coast, when I was consistently shooting weddings around the, Four to six thousand K range. Again, I didn't want to go into money, but I want to talk to you about fees just for this one. I had no problem charging that over on that side, right? So we you know, like that, that that was the price points of the weddings and, and even more than that to be honest with you. But over in the portrait side, for the first couple of months I actually struggled to get over a six hundred dollars sale. How weird is that? I was spending probably sometimes more time with the clients or preparing. I was investing in the best makeup artists. I was paying for champagne. I would buy new tutus or new costumes or new sets and things like that. I invested heavily in the props with just one shoot in mind sometimes. I was doing editing. I did reveal walls. I I, I remember one of the very first sales that I did, sales sessions I'm going to put in parentheses here. One of the sales sessions I did in that new studio, I actually gave the photos away. <laughs> I just think it now. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Look, it didn't take me long in that business to stop that. Okay, so as I said in a previous episode, I quickly got that business up to a, a, a functioning thing. But it, there was a disconnect there. Okay, there was a disconnect. Something about going into this new genre, this new space, something. Okay, and it took me a long time to figure out what that disconnect was. But when I realized it, I couldn't unsee it. In my wedding business that I had bought, there was a business name which was established long before I came in. And as I said to you, I managed to like run the pricing down and then I brought it back up. But when I started the studio, um, the new studio, the portrait studio in the new state, I, I, I recognized what I did was I put my own name on the door. So the same business name that I've got now, com dot au. I put my name on the door. So when I opened this portrait studio, I used my own name. I put myself out there a little bit more. I wanted to move far away from the weddings, So I started a new brand. I decided to have a new website. I I did everything and I put my own name on the door. And all of a sudden, it was like I was standing there naked in front of a shop window. Such a weird energy when I look back. Same product, photography. Same photographer, me. (laughs) same marketer, same salesperson, same business owner, all of it, all of it was me. But for some reason, when I put my name on the building, when I put me front and center in the business, I just lost it. (laughs) I don't know why. I just suddenly, I guess it started bringing up a lot of those underlying issues where I didn't believe in myself. I didn't respect my own time. I wasn't honoring my own boundaries that all of a sudden I was completely back to ground zero. And at this stage, guys, I was. Oh, I must have been photographing professionally for at least maybe 12 years, 13 years, I think, at that stage. And here I am offering discounts again, giving away my time, not allowing others to see how much value I created for them by totally sweeping it all under the carpet, by totally kind of, have you ever done that? Like you gone, oh, you've done all of this work, but then you sort of make out that it's really super easy for you and that it's no sweat and everything's easy. And I allowed myself, with nothing to do with my clients, I allowed myself to be undervalued. I, in fact, I invited it in. I let it all happen. I brought it in. And I know that I am not alone in this. I know i have said to you before, but I've personally coached so many photographers who left high paying jobs where they were paid sometimes like maybe 10 times more per hour than they're charging themselves up for their photography. All because they believe that underneath it, they are not worthy of what I know that they are worth. Not, not worthy of what the market will pay them. I've also seen so many photographers who work for other studios. Now those studios profit really well off their skills, but then they go out on their own and they price themselves at like a third or even a quarter of what they were earning for the studios before moving out on their own. Why is this? I don't know why we do this, but we do as creatives. A lot of people do. What is it about us creatives that makes us constantly ebb and flow on our own value determined by maybe one comment from a family member or one not so great sales session outcome? Why are Do we evaluate ourselves based on one critical comment? Rather than being able to see the other 10 great pieces of feedback that we've gotten or positive responses to our work, why do we say yes to people when inside our instincts are saying no? Now, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't know all the answers. But I want you to ask yourself the questions if you're feeling like anything that I've just said resonates with you in any way. Because let me tell you this if you do not see the value in what you do, how can you possibly be open to receive what you are worth? Now, I'm going to be really honest with you too. There are two ends to this spectrum and I have witnessed, I'm going to say like, I have witnessed award-winning photographers who couldn't afford to pay their rent. Okay. And I've also seen some other somewhat, what I would call maybe average photographers driving around in Ferraris. Okay. Your value as a photographer, is not tied up in the piece of printed paper that has a mat around it or in a set of pixels that are floating around on the interwebs, okay? Your value lies in the experience and the service that you provide. It's in your unique set of skills and it's in the way that you perceive and that you bring to life visually what you see and the way that you see the world and so that others can enjoy that. So when you can start to own the value that you deliver, what's amazing is that others will start to see it too. They'll pay you accordingly. They'll respect your time. They'll be amazed at what you do and they'll share it with their friends. But if you can't present that value you are really robbing yourself and you're you're robbing potential clients as well of what they could experience with you because there's nothing worse than turning up to something and feeling like you're energetically depleted. We've all had those scenarios before. You, you, like I said, when you say yes to something and you should say no or when you um, are undercharging, you know, you turn up to a job and you feel like a bit grunty about it and you're like, you know, hanging on. You're like, oh, I just don't really feel like I'm in this or I'm valued and you kind of go in there with a sense of frustration or annoyance. You want to be able to go to work with ease and comfort, and that ease and comfort needs to come home. So, if you're not valuing yourself, you can't take care of your family. If you're not valuing yourself, you're going to be taking away time with them. You're going to be not being able to, you know, put a roof over their head and things like that. So please, 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 after this, (laughs) go and ask yourself some of these valuable questions and make sure that everything that you do is in that full alignment where you are totally honoring and valuing yourself and your craft. Now, I'm going to take a quick break. And after the break, I'm going to share with you the two other things that I wish that I knew in my first year of my businesses. I'll be right back. Hi, I'm Linda Mackey and I'm
0: a personal branding photographer based in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. And I am so honored to be asked to give a testimonial for Paula Brennan Photography and her course, the Breakthrough Program for Personal Branding Photographers. It was one of the best investments I've ever made into my business. And it just keeps giving. Paula is an amazing teacher and mentor. Um, She basically tells you everything she knows. Um, She's an amazing, a photographer herself so she walks the talk and she just gives and gives and gives and i've learned so much um, i've been a photographer for a long time and it's probably you know among many other courses i've taken the best one that i've ever taken that actually provides me with all the information i need to to run a successful photography business um, that pertains to personal branding and this is the niche that i have um, been doing for quite a while now but now i just have a really amazing business where I have all the frameworks that I need Um, she goes over everything from business fundamentals to self-value to pricing to customer journey social media (laughs) workflow you name it and um, as an alumni member um, we meet every month or two and you know she just keeps giving me have constant support and she's always adding stuff to the course and it's just been an amazing journey and um, I just love working with her. She's fun, um, she's smart, <laughs> and somebody who walks the talk, she just, you know, runs her business and, um, you know, teaches what she knows from experience. So if you're thinking of taking this course, I highly recommend it. You don't need to look at anything else uh, when it comes to personal branding photography. Yeah, she's the whole package. So yeah, all the best in your journey.
1: Welcome back. Now, I'm excited to tell you about the next uh, thing I wish I'd learned in business, but I know that some of the words might not light you up as much as it does me because I have come to love things like processes (laughs) and I want to help you to get excited about them too. So the second thing I really wish that I'd learned in my business was that you definitely need to have some sort of a process in place for selling, okay? Okay. Now, I want get to get to get down into this one because how many times have you spent hours planning a shoot, you've got all your gear ready, you've went way above and beyond to create a really beautiful and awesome collection of images for your clients, you've spent hours and hours going over them, culling them, correcting them, then you've gone through Photoshop and edited them. You might do something like a reveal wall or you might lay them out beautifully or put them into a slideshow. Then you shared them with your clients and then crickets. No sale or very little sales can leave you feeling so deflated. I'm almost embarrassed to admit that this used to happen to me a lot. I used to end up sometimes in no profit or even in deficit to produce work and uh, the, the hardest thing a lot of the time with this too is that you can't even use it for your galleries or on your sites because the client didn't buy it so if you share it then they can take it and there's all these sort of conflicting interests and things like that. Now I want you to know that if this has ever happened to you this is not a sign that you did not produce a good shoot I'm pretty sure that you did. I know I can look back on those experiences that I had and I know that I did produce a good shoot. What it meant and what what it means for you and what it means for me is that you just didn't have a process in place to help your clients to buy from you. Now, there is so much training on sales online. There is so many places that you can look into learning about processes. But basically, you've just got to look at the steps in your systems as you've got them so are you educating them about pricing and things along the way it doesn't mean it needs to be front and center and in front of them but it does mean that it needs to be introduced throughout Okay, there's a lot of photographers who are afraid to share their numbers. And I get that I've been in that place too. But you need to get to a place of confidence because I'm sure that your electrician or your plumber is not afraid to put a quote in front of you. And you're not afraid to look at those numbers. And you really need to think of yourself as a contractor. These people are hiring you to do a job and part of the service of that job is actually producing something at the end that they can take and they can remember the experience by. You're in the business of creating imagery that they can either put on their wall or they can use somewhere in their marketing. You need to make sure that you are paid accordingly, but you can't get paid unless you have a process. <laughs> now, I this is something I love to talk about and I love to teach. And I got to a stage very quickly. I told you that I was undervaluing myself in the early days of my portrait business, but I worked very hard at this. Okay, I, I did do a lot of study, but I also figured out systems that worked for my personality type, but also worked for the kind of clients that I work with. And in the studio, for the last couple of years consistently, 90% of the clients bought the top package. And I knew that I could hang my hat on that number. It was a given. And so I wasn't attached in the end then if I got a low sale because that did happen sometimes – But consistently, I knew what my averages were because my sales process was really slick and it wasn't like a smarmy thing. It was a way of serving my clients so it made it easy for them to make decisions. It was a way of serving them that they were educated about the products and it was a way of serving them so that they walked out with a product that they were really, really comfortable and happy with and that they were very comfortable with paying well for. Okay, so this process, as I said, is something that you need to be working on um, consistently in your business. If you've kind of like worked so hard on your craft and you kind of like put that in the back burner and you're burying your head a little bit about it because it feels icky or uncomfortable, I want you to get comfortable with this because let me tell you, Those 90% and even the other 10% who didn't buy the top package didn't bother me. But everybody at the end of their sales session gave me massive hugs. They were so grateful for the experience. Okay, so creating a sales process is part of running a business. It's part of helping your clients to do the thing that they came to you for. They want nice images that they can cherish for their their lifetime. They want nice images that could represent them in their businesses. They want images that can help them to sell and to market. And that is the beautiful part about personal branding photography is that the images that you create are actually going to help them to make money as well. So it's a win-win situation. If you can find a way of serving them exactly what they need and then sometimes introducing things that they may not even thought that they need. But then, of course, if it's in front of them and it's delightful and the process is easy, then they are going to get more value from you because you've introduced it. But again, without that sales process, you can't do it. And I think as you can tell, this whole sales process stuff super excites me. I've become a bit of a geek at it um, and I also love to teach it. Now, the third thing that I wish that I had known in the first years of my of running my own photography business is that you really don't have a business if you're not actively marketing. This is a big one again. It's an interesting one because I used to ask people to apply for the breakthrough program that I run um, to teach photographers about the business aspect of personal branding and in the forms that they filled out when I said, what's the number one thing that you struggle with? Marketing, nine times out of 10 made the list, okay? So I know that this is a a pain point for a lot of businesses, but I can't tell you enough if you're not actively marketing, you're going to hit a wall. Let's have a look at this. So have you ever run a promotion? Okay. It takes a bit of time to set up. Yes. You get lots of leads. Fantastic. Then you get super busy. Okay. You take all the bookings, you do all the shoots, you edit all the images, you do the sales sessions, you get the orders ready and delivered. And then boom, the phone has stopped ringing. Now, That sort of seesaw effect is what used to happen for me a lot, okay? Happened a lot in my portrait business at the start. It was kind of like feast or famine. I'd spend so much time investing in these um, campaigns and sometimes they wouldn't work either. And that was the hardest part too, is I would invest literally night and day writing things or getting things ready and organizing things. And if it fell flat on the floor, I could often feel very disengaged from the business, very disappointed. Um, I felt like a failure. All of those sorts of things happened. And so I think it's really important to look at marketing as, as, as a constant learning process. Just because the last thing didn't work, it's okay. You can learn from that. What didn't work in it? It doesn't mean that the whole thing is ready to be dropped on the floor either. What can you go back in and what did work in that marketing campaign? Okay. The same sort of thing used to happen to me in my wedding studio too. I'd have those busy summer periods. If you've done weddings, you know what it's like, spring, autumn, fall, whatever you want to call it, and the summer period was super, super busy, but then the winters would be dead. And then I'd hustle, I'd get some work through the door, and the cycle would completely start all over again. In order to be able to have any kind of a sustainable business, a healthy business, and a And a healthy mind, I'm going to say, you really need to be strategically marketing all year round. Now, I I did use that word, strategically, all right? I'm sorry, but simply posting on Facebook once or twice per week is not going to cut the mustard anymore. The reality is, is that only probably maybe 5% of your current audience that. Might be working with you will actually see the post, um, and the likelihood that they're going to get massively engaged if you don't have fantastic engagement is is not is not great with the whole algorithmic rhythm of things right now, so you need to look at ways that you can be doing marketing that actually yields results. Okay, now I also want to say with minimal effort required. Now, I spend a lot of time marketing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> because I like it, but I'm also looking for uh, more volume. Do you know, like... we, we work with high volume and I'm sort of always looking to increase my my uh, audience, but I also enjoy it. It's something that I've, I've come to learn to love. And so I do spend a full day, at least a fortnight and sometimes two, just in my marketing zone of genius, I would call it. Um, but I there are things that you can do that can be actively working for you all year round. And so there there are campaigns that you can run or there are sort of um, things that you can figure out that work for your Business and that that can be working for you and your personality type, I want to say. So I want you to think about what you love, yeah? That's that's the best place to start when it comes to marketing. And I know most people go, oh, I hate writing or I hate this or I hate that. No, no, no. And that's where they go to and their mind immediately wants to go to all the negative. Try not to go there. Let's go to the positive um, and let's have a look at what it is that you love doing. Are you a chatter like me? You can tell I'm a chatterbox. I love it. Um, do you like to write? You obviously love to take and capture images. That's the best content that you can share, especially on a platform like Instagram. You don't need to be writing massively funny captions and things like that. That's totally fine too. I also want you to have a look at sort of like the things, the times of year that are prevalent in your business and where it's sort of appropriate to do kind of marketing and where it's appropriate to slow down the marketing too. Not so much like I'm talking about push marketing in your social media. I always believe that having like a sort of a steady kind of... um, ongoing campaign is really helpful and then maybe just a couple of pop-ups through the year that bring in more volume for you you don't want to be constantly feeling like you're on the sell and you're on the market all of the time because it's exhausting but are there creative ways that you can find to let people know who you are and what you do and are there ways that you can make sure that you're the first person that they think of okay when it comes to coming and have a photo shoot whether it's families or personal branding So, uh, you know, I I can talk very basically about what we do all year round. We always have um, like a a low ad spend going on, mumbling away, I would call it, on Facebook ads. Now, I know a lot of people will say to me, oh, but I haven't, I've tried Facebook ads and they didn't work. I tried Facebook ads for a year (laughs) and spent quite a bit of money before I actually started getting good at it and yielding the results that I wanted. And I have over the years um, tried outsourcing and I you know, I've gone through periods where I've outsourced it. I've brought it back in-house. I've outsourced and brought it back in-house. And you you need to find a place that works for you. But that's stuff that can be happening for you while you sleep and you don't necessarily need to be doing it. So for me, the setup, yes, is is... Kind of can be time intensive at the start and tweaking it and getting it right. But once it's right, it's on overdrive for me. Okay. Now there are a lot of other things that you can do with marketing. Um, I teach a lot about this stuff inside of my program. In fact, these three things—valuing <laughs> yourself, sales processes, and marketing—are the three biggest things that I teach inside my course, Breakthrough. Um, and it's one of because these are the three biggest things that I know most other photographers get caught up on too. I'm not alone. <laughs> I know this now. In the early years of my business, I used to look around and I'd see what everybody else was doing and I thought I was a failure because I kept falling down in these three areas. But I can look back now and I can give my old younger self a big cuddle and a big nurturing hug and say, you didn't know any better. And I hope that in listening to this today, that you can start to focus your attention on these three areas in your business if you're, not, if you're falling down in any one of them or if, like me, you're falling down in all three. Because I know that no matter how good a creative you are, if you're not focusing in each of these lanes, you're going to be letting yourself down in your business. You're not going to have the growth that you dream of and you're not going to have that success, whatever it looks like to you, as rapidly as I know that you are dreaming and yearning for it right now. I know what that feels like. I know what that want and that desire is really bad. But I also know that looking around at other people and thinking that they've got it all together and scratching your head and not understanding why when you're not focusing on these three areas is not productive. So if I could say anything to you, go and ask yourself some brutal questions and say, am I truly valuing myself and my time and my craft? have I got some processes in place to elegantly push people through a sale with me? And have I also got, I don't want to say push, I want to say guide through a sale. (laughs) And I, and have you got marketing that's working for you all year round? Something, is there some, are you actively doing something? Even if it's not actively, if you're not physically active, have you got marketing in place that's happening all year round? And if you don't, maybe it's time for us to have a little chat inside of my community inside the Breakthrough community you can check the show notes if you want to have a little divvy and a look into that what it looks like to work with me because this is the stuff that we work intensively on as I said now I hope that you've enjoyed these first three podcasts that I've put out if you want to stay on this journey with me don't forget to subscribe because you will get the next episode that will be dropping and I cannot wait to share more of what I love about this genre and about what I Love about my craft of photography with you. I still Okay, we can take my Lambo. I'll put on a tight show. You sure you can handle hit-